Welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando on Warren episode 271. Yeah, 271 episodes in and uh, celebrating our third or fourth or something like that. Uh, Q4 coming to an end, which is pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy. It's it's kind of sad, this episode. I mean, we're not done yet, but we're, you know, we're like a week away from like Christmas. Yeah. I mean, right? January is a lot of returns, but also people get Christmas money. So I feel like in January, I start getting a lot of eBay sales too. So yeah, we'll I kind of feel like that. Q4 kind of carries into the start of the year, but uh, is the, de- the, the rush of trying to get everything right before Christmas, like we're, we're pretty much towards the end of it here. Um, and we're kind of looking at, you know, what do we do? How do we, how do we kind of transition out of the Q4 craziness? Maybe you've been doing the retail arbitrage. Uh, maybe you're the way you do eBay has changed a little bit during Q4. And how do we kind of transition back into uh, the other three quarters of reselling? Yeah. And the reason we, we were airing this now instead of after is one, I'm not sure how many people are going to listen to this after. And two, uh, you know, really the, the first thing, the first thing that you should do when you're transitioning out of Q4 is take a break. Mm. Right. And so, and I would say just take a, I, I know it sounds weird, but I would say take a break from just, if you can, like I'm going to, but it all depends on where you're at. Just take a break from any kind of reselling. Yeah. Any kind of work in general. I mean, companies give vacation for a reason. And I feel like if you're a reseller and you're doing it part-time or you have another job or another side gig, you are you probably using your vacation so you can resell more. Uh, but but it, there is a majority of Americans, and I know we have some non-American listeners, it's probably a, a human condition, but majority of people I feel like are not working very hard at all most of the time, right? They, they, they go to work, they do the bare minimum, they they go home and they spend no, most of their day happens. they spend most of their day watching Netflix doing you know barely anything and they waste a bunch of time but if you're listening to our podcast you're probably the kind of person who's on the other end of the spectrum which is working 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 and the reality is taking a break can actually reset you some and allow you to do better if you whether it's just a few days whether it's a week you know, taking that time, even, even, you know, like I'm, I'm a big believer in like one day a week is really valuable depending on how, how you function, but taking some time. And it doesn't mean you don't do anything. You can still listen to podcasts you enjoy like ours. You can still, you can still, you know, ship stuff out and things like that. But if you kind of ease back a little bit, you can actually attack the start of the next year with a lot more, uh, just, ferociousness, right? Like you're ready to go. You, you're recharged. You're, you're ready as opposed to you're, you're just dragging. And you kind of think, cause I, I know a lot of people who, you know, like I only sleep four hours. I only sleep five hours and they think they're way more productive, but they're probably only running at like 80% capacity all day long. And they think they're being so productive because they've just gotten used to being tired all the time. And yeah. so the reality is, you know what, if you slept, That's me. if you slept eight hours, you might have like two two hours fewer in the day to like use, but you'd be running at a hundred percent on all the other hours. So it actually ends up being more productive. No, I agree. I mean, as I yawn, but that's kind of that's kind of how it's been for me. I mean, with Q four, uh, I've maybe been sleeping four to five hours a night, and uh, that could have been true. It's a little late now, but you know, I would say in the new year that's going to be one of my focuses. Uh, definitely bringing in more sleep. Now, on a practical level, I honestly do believe that things die <laughs> right after Christmas, uh, you know, on eBay and on Amazon. It doesn't mean that, you know, uh, you can't make a few sales, but there is that lull where nothing is happening. Uh, and so, you know, you're not going to have another lull like that until probably like sometime in the summer, maybe, you know, uh, maybe in July or, you know, whenever that summer slowdown happens. Uh, but for the most part, I, for example, you know, this, what I'm doing right after Christmas, I'm traveling with my kids. I'm, I'm going out of state. Uh, we're going to go into a place where there's actually snow and we're going to go sledding and do all that fun stuff that normal people in the Midwest are like, what, why do you want to do that? I'm like, I, cause I never did get to. And so, uh, and I'm not, you know, I might source a couple of times, maybe just cause it's part of who I am, but, uh, I don't plan on doing much. Right. And, uh, because you you do you need to get re-energized right i think i mean some of us you know during q4 we we've not done anything 
right? But just been sourcing, shipping, sourcing, shipping, sourcing, shipping, sourcing, shipping. And then you throw on eBay, sourcing, shipping, listing, sourcing, shipping, listing has been the entire time. So, yeah, I mean, it kind of comes to like take advantage, take advantage of that like week of Christmas as sales really start to dip, mm-hmm. you know, utilize that time. I mean, or whatever time works for you, but that's often a good time because sales are going to slow for a period of time. And you want to utilize that time as much as you can to spend time with family, to rest, to rejuvenate. And then at that point, recognize that sales continue. The sales are going to continue into January. I mean, of course, we talk about, you know, all the uh, returnerary people are doing a lot of returns. You do have to deal with that. But I, I think a lot of times people get gift cards, people get money for Christmas. I mean, think about all the people who are getting, you know, grandma always just sends us, you know, $50 or whatever it is. And so they collect all their money. And maybe they do some returns of their own so they can get some money and go buy something they want. So most people aren't going to buy something used or buy something on eBay for somebody as a gift. But if you've got some money and you're like, I always wanted that starter jacket, then you might go onto eBay and buy it. Right. So I noticed that in January, it tends to pick up a little bit for a lot of sales like that because people all of a sudden have that money. Also, people recognize that tax returns are coming and people who know that they're going to get tax returns and they don't end up owing. You know, there's some people that just count on that every year. Like, I know I'm going to get a couple thousand dollars. They file early and they start spending money because mm-hmm. they know they got that money coming. So uh, utilize the time, take a break, but know that you can continue listing. Keep that algorithm going as much as you can because January could be a pretty big month. No, it is. And, and some people would say January is bigger than December for a lot of people, right? I know on, on the eBay end, uh, Selling the clothing does really well for me in January, right? And it only picks up after that. So yeah, be aware of that. Now, this other piece is one that I I struggle in. And luckily, we're on social media and we have the podcast. So I'm always able to reflect by either listening to our old episodes or going on Instagram and checking our stories. Uh, But it's a good time to reflect on what went well during Q4, right? And, you know, again... I, I don't journal. I don't do any of that kind of stuff, but some people do. And so if you're able to write down and go, okay, this is what went well. This is why we did that episode. Uh, I think it was like two, three weeks ago where we went back and said, all right, are we following through on what we said about Q4? Right. Yeah. And, and you make, you made a point, like maybe you don't do like, the cause a lot of times I'm a big believer that you should personally reflect and have like personal reflection on like, okay, what are my goals in life? Am I achieving them? You need to do that periodically. But again, reselling is a business. And so I think we're going into the dreaded tax season, right? Where you've got to do all that stuff. So use that as an opportunity to reflect. Think about it. How can I use this as a business? I need to sit down and get all this stuff done anyways, all this paperwork. So why don't I actually like spend some time looking over this data that I'm compiling? How many miles did I do this year compared to last year? How much, what were my cost of goods this year compared yeah, to last year? What sold on what months? Yeah. What, you know? what months were my, my big months? You know, when, what items were like, you can really start to utilize that data as I, opposed to, I think a lot of people just, they get the information to give to a tax person or to put into the system and they don't actually look and, and reflect on it. So utilize this time to to kind of reflect a little bit. And then that, what that does is it lets you set new goals. I mean, I, I'm not a big believer necessarily that like the new year is anything special or powerful, but it is in the sense that like psychologically, it, we just have this idea of like a year, right? Same thing with like weeks. People, if you're going to start a diet, you should start it today. You shouldn't wait till Monday. But a lot of times that like, okay, fresh start, I can go a whole week because there's something about like, it's been a week since I've done this or this whole week I haven't done this or I, I've woken up at 4.30 every morning this week. So the new year is like a good time. But if you spend, you know, the, the, the wrapping up of your Q4 and you don't actually reflect on, okay, what have I done and what do I want to do? Because that's a big part of reflection. Reflection isn't just looking at the past and doing nothing with it, but it's saying, what are the areas that I can improve on? What are my goals? What do I want to focus on the first few months of next year? Do I want to scale my business up? Okay, now I have a goal. What are the step to actionable steps I need to take to get there? Are they reasonable steps? What do I have to do? Because like I, when I've got some pretty big life things going on in my life right now, and it can be overwhelming. But then if I sit down and look at a, a calendar and I say, okay, I've got this many weeks before this thing has to be done. And then you start breaking down the tasks and it's like, oh man, it's like one or two things a day. It's like 20 minutes here and there. I've got to do this. Then I can sleep knowing that like, all right, I did the two things I need to do today. Tomorrow, I'm going to do the two things I need to do tomorrow. And it's not like the whole project is looming over me. And if you've got this goal, like I'm going to expand my business, you're either stressed about it because you're you're just thinking of all the stuff you have to do, or you just have it as like this pipe dream that's never actually going to happen because you don't have the steps to take. So use the reflection that you spend at the end of Q4 
to kind of prepare you in 2022 is a new year. How can I make sure that 2020, 2022 for reselling is better for me than last year? Yeah. And I would say the first time I did this was last year and I, I figured out, you know, what the waves, what the patterns are as far. And so, for example, one of the things is I buy a lot of stuff in January that I don't intend to actually sell until May or June. Mm. And I'm able to pick up a lot of it because I know how the pattern is. And that's what I do. I know for for Q4, I always I one thing I picked up in this reflection is that probably the most of my buying is done in early November, late October. Right. And I don't do FBA after Black Friday. I, it's very rare that I'll send in stuff to the warehouse. And so those are all new things that I hadn't I not stopped and kind of thought it through. Uh, that, you know, I may have not followed through. And so it causes me, for example, to be heavy on selling a lot of eBay, right, to grow my capital just in case I need it. I do use credit cards for my Amazon, uh, but it's also nice to have cash in hand because, you know, I always go like, what if I max out my cards and I can't source anymore, right? And so uh, all, all those things play a part. You just got to figure out, you know, for example, um, you know, take a look. It's very easy, you know, with, with therapy, you know, what items sell at what time of the year. And so there are certain items now that I will source, let's say March. Uh, and I know that they're going to sell really well, uh, come May. And so these are things you all should be, be thinking about, especially for full time, right? Because, you know, unless, unless you figure it out, which I, maybe I, I just haven't figured it out, but, um, there are different ways that you need to make money in reselling to continue to keep pay the bills, to continue uh, building. So for example, I know for me, Q4 is a given, right? November, December, that's where I make a ton of money. But I know on the eBay side, like garage sale season, right? From March through May, uh, a little bit into June, and then it starts up again from August, to September. There's a lot of money that to be made, but I need to make sure that I have the capital. And so I'm selling whatever I can throughout the summer to make sure I have that cash in hand uh, for garage sales. So I don't know if that kind of made sense, but yeah, it's good. All right. Now this other part, you know, this is, this is the one I I'm not a fan of this, but it's necessary. It's organization, right? The thing with organization, it's always hard to find the time, right? Cause you're like, Hey, I'd rather be listing. I'd rather be sourcing organization to me feels like you're losing money. Mm. But that's not the reality. You're actually saving money by being organized. So when things do go down, you're saving time, which allows you to do the other things that you want to do that makes you money. Now, now, what do I mean by all that organization? It can mean organizing your inventory, right? Maybe you went through this Q4 and it was heinous. <laughs> you couldn't find stuff. You lost stuff. Now that things are calmed down, it's time for you to organize, right? Uh, the other thing is, you know, bookkeeping, right? Uh, are you still using GoDaddy as far as yours? Yeah, we use GoDaddy for a lot of things. Um, actually, no, it's not it's not GoDaddy. I've never used GoDaddy. Okay. We use we use Quicken Books. Oh, Quicken Books uh, okay. because we use TurboTax for doing our taxes, and it it comes as like a special. You know, you, okay. you file your taxes through them, and you get a special with it, and it it does all the same stuff, tracking mileage and all of that, uh, and that's definitely very helpful. But you know, other bookkeeping is important too, and you know, preparing for, for taxes and especially, I don't think it actually goes into effect for this, this time of filing taxes. Maybe it does. I, I need to look more into it, but you know, if you've been kind of an under the radar sailor, you know, you've been trying to stay under that 20,000. Yeah. So you're not getting the, uh, the, the, whatever it is, the, uh, 1099 that's over, right? It's going to be $600 and it may not be for the 2021 year. It might start in the 2022 year, but even on Venmo, like I, I have friends that, you know, like we pay each other for, you know, went out to, to eat. And so here's $50 for my portion of it through Venmo. If it's more than $600 over the course of a year, it's, it's tallied over a year. If they make more than $600 on Venmo, they're going to have to, they're going to have to pay taxes on that. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, or you're going to have to be able to identify like this was not, this is taxable. This is not taxable. So if you haven't been doing bookkeeping, like you've got to start and and again, 2022, that is one of the things that it is 100% hard deadline, fresh start of the new tax season. So if you haven't been organized, you can kind of at least get your organization system set up. How am I going to track miles? How am I going to track these things? How am I going to track receipts, cost of goods? Uh, am I going to do, you know, 
there's different ways of filing your taxes. Are you, are you going to take the tax deduction when you purchase the goods or when the goods sell, right? For the cost of goods item. So you need to figure all that stuff out now so that going into 2022, you're good to go. Kind of can't undo. Like if you haven't been keeping up with your bookkeeping 2021, it's kind of you're, you're scrambling, you're trying to figure stuff out, but uh, you can at least get organized enough so that you're not, you're, you can do what you can with this year. And then for the next year, there's not going to be any issues. Cause I think that would be one nice thing in an audit you were audited and it was like, Hey, this year the paperwork's a little bit wacky, but the, la- the, ne- the next, the following two years, like I've got everything lined up. And then if you could show like, Hey, I've got all of my receipts for two years. I've got all of my stuff tracked for two years. And it it's pretty much on par with that year that everything was a little bit wacky. I think you'd be okay. Right. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah. you'd be better off. And I, I mean, I'm no, I'm not an IRS person, so I don't know for sure, but There's I think not financial advice. No, but, but I mean, I think it is good financial advice to say, <laughs> no matter what, at some point you need to get focused and organized. So oh, that you I, are a hundred percent, especially if you're full time. Like it's so necessary. Even if, even if it just means that you just throw stuff in boxes, like at least you have them right. The thing is you want to make sure you have a paper trail. Um, now some people may argue that not having a paper trail helps you out. That's a whole other discussion, but you got to understand like under this current government, right? There's 80,000 new IRS agents that are being brought on. Okay, doubling the size of the agency, right? And so, uh, if there's ever a time to organize your bookkeeping, the time is now, right? And yeah. I mean, if there's, you know, the more we spend, the more we're doing, we're going to have to find money, right? Yeah. So, even, I mean, even banks now have to report. I think what is it, four hundred dollars for banks? Any transactions over four hundred dollars? Yeah, they're banks. going into crypto too. Yeah. I mean, it's, so it's everywhere. It's it's a it's definitely a different time and they need to hire more people to to track this stuff but that again that says that something's going to be done with it it's not just like hey there's these new regulations going to be put in place but you know you're probably never going to get audited because who has the time for it well if they're if they're doubling the size of the irs well you know there's some people who can handle that yeah and so and and what does what does this mean okay if you haven't had a mileage tracker maybe it's time to get mileage tracker i can use uh, you know, my IQ and it works in the background. It's been great, right? I can use GoDaddy bookkeeping because it syncs, uh, my, all my cards and it also, uh, you know, it syncs my eBay managed payments. Uh, and so you just, you got to think these through and you know, what better time? Because, you know, there is that downtime, right? You're not going like, Oh no, I'm missing out on sales. Well, sales may not happen even if you're doing stuff, right? Because people are, are there spending time with their families and they're out, you know, on vacation too. Now, this other thing is it's a perfect time to replenish shipping supplies. Right. And I think it's because a lot of people aren't thinking about it. Right. During, during this Q4, I almost had to contact Mike. I ran out of uh, a padded mailer. I, I was out for like three days and I had to kind of, you know, I was able to figure out ways where it didn't cost me money. But would, would you have had some? Yeah, I've got a few. Okay. So, and what happened is I, you know, I, I've preached about ordering early. I actually sold so much that I sold through all, it all went away. I didn't think it was going to happen. And then I, I ordered before I ran out, but it took a week longer than I expected for it to arrive. And so, you know, this is a great time, you know, this is for you also to assess, all right, how much did I need during this Q4? How much time did I waste during this Q4? looking for shipping supplies. And so now they, things are kind of calmed down and maybe even dead a little bit, you know, you can replenish what you need. So definitely use that time. Yeah. All right. Before we get to our next segment, if you haven't uh, been using our uh, sponsor, American uh, definitely. If you're trying to replenish supplies, this is the company to go to for the bubble wrap. They also have this thing called Insipex. Check it out. It's pretty awesome. They actually have like a sample size uh, that you can buy. You can buy one of each kind and definitely helps you, you know, ship out those, uh, you know, those uh, collectibles or those uh, items that can get easily damaged in transit. Plus it's just fun to use. It is fun to get. It gets pretty hot, but yeah, you got to be careful. But anyways, AmericanBubbleBoy.com. Our promo code is Pure Hustle Podcast. Uh, and so definitely check that out. And, uh, you know, uh, again, maybe down the road, we may have some, another promo code to help you out. So if you haven't been following us on social media, make sure to follow us. We are Pierce podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. We are Pierce cast on Twitter. Uh, if you haven't yet, you can always give us a call about your hustle of the week that we're going to share here soon or any questions, 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. Or you can, as always, uh, shoot us an email, Pierce podcast at gmail.com. That's Pierce podcast at gmail.com. And if you've been listening to us, what should people be doing? They're only on the podcast. 
Oh man, you've got to go over to YouTube, hit like and subscribe because two reasons. Uh, one, it helps us uh, in the algorithm yeah, and, and it helps 100%. build our audience. And if just we get comment, to, if just we, comment. And if we get to 10,000 likes, we can start selling merchandise on YouTube. We can like put it underneath so we can get some cool PHP swag. So if you're like, man, I'd love to be rocking some PHP swag, that'd be a good way to help us get there. Uh, and then the second reason is we have a lot of content that goes onto YouTube that does not make it onto the podcast. So on Mondays, we have like little 10 to 15 minute episodes. They're basically mini-sodes, we call them. Uh, and then also throughout the week, sometimes we do ride-alongs, garage sale hauls. Uh, we've been doing a lot of shorts. So, you know, a lot of any, shorts because we've been busy. But it's been yeah, anywhere from like 15 to 30 seconds of here's an item, here's a way to pack something, here's something to look for, here's how you know this is vintage. So those are some great sources to get. If you're not already on YouTube, make sure to follow us. Make sure to hit the uh, the notification button. Hit the bell. That way you get notified when we're actually putting stuff out there. And like, comment, just let us sh show the love. We, we, we love when you do that. And another way you could also help us out, we already mentioned about buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle, is by just leaving us a review on iTunes, a positive review, because <laughs> uh, they always help us out. We are the number one reviewed uh, reselling podcast, and it allows us to be higher in the algorithm. We need to, we need to have like a little stinger that's like pure hustle podcast. I've thought the about number one reselling podcast no, in the world. We don't need all that. In the world, world, world. I, I have thought about the fact that we need like some kind of stinger at the end of each episode. Uh -huh. It's got to be at the beginning, you know, like, you are now listening to Pure Hustle Podcast, like like old school, like uh, monster truck rally, like announcer. It'd be great. So I just want to share one of the reviews just because I always want to, you know, people spend the time and I want to share them. So I, I shared two of them. Uh, this one's from earlier in the month is a simple one at five stars. Uh, they said worth a listening. Definitely a great show. Keep up the great work. And then this other one. Oh, what what I do with it? Here it goes. All right. Here it goes. This is from uh, Revitify Me. Okay, and this was just recently dropped, said outstanding, been listening and watching for a few months and you guys keep me on my hustle. Great information and format. Love the synergy. It's good. Yeah. Sometimes people are like, Orlando, okay, real quick, before I read this, I do need to apologize. A few podcasts ago, I was not listening to you when you were talking to me. So there was a PJ Mask thing that I was trying to ship out. It was from mm -hmm. Australia. Yeah. And you were trying to tell me something and... I just wasn't paying attention. And here's what cracks me up. And they're listening. To, so two of my good friends that listen to this podcast, they call me or they message me and they're like, Orlando, you have not changed since college. You're still <laughs> ignorant and stubborn. You don't listen. And I was dying. Was I'm it like, when I was telling you how to reword the... Uh, yes. Yes. And, and and somebody, I think Nashville Flippers, uh, they left a comment like, Mike says this, Orlando says what? I'm going to do my own or whatever. And Mike says this, Orlando says this. <laughs> and it was so hilarious because they're like, man, what, what would we, how awesome would it be if we could just go to lunch with Mike without you there and talk about how you function and i'm like oh man was it that bad they're like orlando it was straight up you 20 years ago and things have not changed so that's all right i mean it's it's uh it's it's part of who you it's are it's part of our synergy too that's exactly right right i mean we we can even riff off it a little bit you know you uh you 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 interrupt you haven't interrupted as much and uh and and i uh i push back against a lot of stuff that you say you do i'm, I'm, I'm which i need that's being uh you know I'll question everything and, and throw a different perspective. So uh, that that's what makes Pure Hustle Podcast Pure Hustle Podcast. No, I'm good with I'm good with it. It just it cracked me up because you know Mike and I are good friends. Like all the time, people are like, "Oh, Mike's so mean to Orlando," or Orlando never listens to Mike. But but that's that. I think that's a good friendship. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, I, we can we can uh, riff off each other a little bit, and uh, it's because it's because we trust each other. I wouldn't be able to to be as mean. I'm I'm like. <laughs> Not mean at all to no, people no. who uh, who I He's don't know or trust, yeah. but uh, I, I feel comfortable telling you straight up, you're wrong, man. And <laughs> I don't do that to as many people because you know I don't trust them. And I, I have no problem telling you, Mike, you might be right. Yeah, you might be right. So there you go. All right. Anyways, go back to uh, Revitify Me. Uh, their review said, been listening and watching for a few months. You guys keep me on my hustle. Great information and format. Love the synergy. Been reselling part-time since 1999. Props to you. Props to you. And I learned something new every episode. So that means a lot to me, right? Because it's like this episode, you know, not only this episode, but all our episodes, I always sometimes go, man, do veteran, you know, resellers, do they gain from our, or, or from our podcast or they just need something in the background, right? While they're working. And I love it when people are like, Hey, there's actually a lot to gain. Even though we've been reselling for years and, and you know, and on eBay or Amazon, 
Then they said, uh, left San Diego in 2014 and you make me homesick. Keep it up. I don't know. Have we been positive about San Diego lately? We've been kind of, it is a, it is a beautiful place. Yeah. San Diego is a beautiful city, but, um, you know, it's California in general. I mean, there's, there's beautiful parts of California and like the weather's great, but you know, it's when I hear about what other people pay for their property in other states or taxes and it's just, you know, it's, it's hard to be in California when, when you see other states when it's like, I could get what for what, you know, when, when a mansion in another state is literally like a rundown condo here. It's pretty nuts. I know. I mean, the place I'm living in right now, like the rent I'm paying, I could be living large somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. No, when you told me how much you pay for rent, I was like, I told my wife, I'm like, we can't, we can't live here. We can't, we can't do it. It is, it is obnoxious. We literally live in a fifth That, that, so that, that doesn't even here. cover the landscaping I have to pay for. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's pretty crazy. But uh, anyways, appreciate all of you. Uh, just, you know, I, I don't think I'm ever going to leave Cali. Honestly, I don't. This is, I don't know. It's crazy out here. It's crazy, but I love it. So, all right. Are we ready for uh, our hustle of the week? Come on, hustlers. It's the freaking hustle of the week. Yeah. Can, can we flip things? Can we switch things up a little bit? Like we can do whatever we want. This okay. Is our podcast. Because I have something, <laughs> something to add. So, um, do the first two and I'll, I'll do the last one. All right, cool. All right. All right. So, I mean, it doesn't matter to me because I don't read them beforehand anyways, which is what makes it fun. I know, but I just don't want to, I don't want to interrupt you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, so Ryan Instagram handle at race, uh, Oh, rack resellers. Rack resellers. Yeah, this is like their third hustle of the week with us, too. Nice. So at Rack Resellers, RAC resellers, went to a church rummage sale, love those, and picked up three jackets for $5. Listed a Montclair. Oh, so great. Mel hooded down woman's winter puff jacket on eBay for $750 and sold for a best offer of $600 plus shipping. I've only ever ran into one Montclair before, and I picked it up at a thrift store when I was on a road trip. I remember. Uh, and I, I haven't found any more since then, but that I know now. If you can get your, your hands on a Montclair, that is a high-end jacket. So five bucks to $600 plus shipping. Yeah, so good. I was looking for his listing just because I took a screenshot when he sent it to me, and but I couldn't tell what kind of Montclair jacket it was, and I didn't want to bug him and message him. So I'm going through eBay looking for listings. And man, there's so much Montclair that sells. And all the sales, all the new sales were like high sales. Yeah, no, I mean, I paid up for our jacket. We paid like $75 and we sold it for like, you know, 500 or something. So it's just, it they're they're great. If you can get your hands on some Montclair, there's money in it. So I, I want to bring up Ryan real quick because Ryan had DM me. And if you don't mind, <laughs> uh, Ryan, I should have asked you beforehand. I'm sure he doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, he picked up his jacket at a church rummage sale, right? And I've been asked this before. Like, you know, I like to negotiate all the time. Do you negotiate at church rummage sales, Mike? Uh, no, not at church <laughs> rummage sales. So, so when they ask you, here's the thing: you may not negotiate, but usually, at sometimes you go to pay, and they're like, "Just pay whatever you feel like paying." What do you do then? Um, luckily, I haven't ran into that at a, a church rummage sale. Uh, but I mean, they a lot of times the the workers will kind of throw stuff in, and they'll kind of like count things and like, "Oh, this is." You know, this is a men's pants, but you know, it's, it's I'll just give you the the price of the the women's pants because it's, it's the other stuff that you got. And so, they, I mean, they'll give me deals, but um, I haven't had that because I, I think I would feel bad going really low at a church rummage sale. Okay, that's where I think that's where my conscience is. Like, I want to. I mean, I'm not going to overpay for anything, but I'm not going to haggle there. All right, so I'm a little different. <laughs> you know, where this is going. I, I know I'm going to get hate. I'm going to get trolled. Or whatever don't care so i do haggle i will say you know can we yeah but here's the thing after i buy everything then i'll say hey by the way thanks so much for working with me here's some money and i'll give them money on top of that so what's the point of the haggling because i still like to get a good price for the cost that i'm getting and i'd rather give out of a heart of abundance when i'm giving to the institution than like having to do a transaction so, for so let's it. say it's a hundred dollars so i'll give more than i'll make i'll give not more than i'll make i'll give more than they would have gotten for me had i paid what they wanted so so you're saying if they would have charged a hundred dollars for everything you've got together you talk them down to 75 and then you give them 110 and you feel like you've given them more money than if you'd have just given them 110 and they charged you 100 
Yeah, and I never pay that. I've never gone to a church where someone pay that. Well, much. I'm just using it. But let's say it's twenty bucks. Number. Let's say it's twenty bucks, right? And like, they they give me everything for ten bucks, right? Then after I'm like, hey, thanks so much, you know. Here's and I'll give them like twenty bucks, right? Because you know, that I, seems like such a waste of time. I just like separating. I don't know. But it's you, not separate because to them, all the money goes to the same place. It's not like they're going to say like this covers our cost and this was extra donation. All right. Now, but everybody teach their own. Okay. I still give though. I'm not, I'm not a Scrooge. But it just seems silly to like negotiate, to spend the time negotiating. Well, because they the, usually, they, when I go, they usually entertain it. They're like, what are you thinking on this? Okay. Or how much, we, how much do you want to pay for it? And like, I cannot tell a lie. I mean, I, f- I feel like just most of the time when I go to church Roman sales, like they're set on their prices. Like, oh no, everyone I go to. Uh, or $2 and these, and they already have prices. I might've gotten maybe a handful that are like that. Really? But mm-hmm. my experience is usually like, so what are you thinking? Or oh, how much are you, you know, how much do you want to pay? And da, da, da. so let us know, let us know Orlando, just put Orlando eco Scrooge if you think, but you have to remember, I still give after. So I'm not, I'm Scrooge after the ghost of Christmas future. But see if, if, if they're willing to take 20 for everything, and you're going to give them 40 and you are going to haggle them down to 10 and then give them 40. It's the, it's just a waste of time. You know what? I might be right. You're right. <laughs> okay. You're right. All right. So maybe I'll change my ways. Maybe we'll make that the new year's resolution. Okay. All right. Anyways, I think you just like haggling. I think like it's a, a game. Oh, I, I love it. I love. Here's what you should haggling. do. You should just tell them, look, I'm going to give you $40 for this stuff because that's what I want to pay you for it. Cause I want to donate a little bit to your cause, what? but let's haggle. Like, let's see how, let's see if we can get this, this purchase under 99 cents. And then the 39 will just be, you know, just extra. And then you can still haggle. That is, obno- that is obnoxious. That is that's obnoxious. basically what you're doing. All right. Anyways, moving on. All right. Uh, so Mike, you're going to do uh, the next one. All right, cool. So our next one is Greg IG handle. Um, uh, I would just spell that yeah, one out. P I. So it's at P-I-R-I-E-G 27. Purig. Purig. Uh, pulled up to a yard sale, but had no cell service. Oh, that's the worst. Saw a box with 20 Blu-ray movies with cases for a dollar each. And 75% of them were horror movies, so knew there was money there. Oh, I didn't know. That. I need to look into that. I know like old vintage horror movies are kind of, you know. Oh, and cool. VHS. We've talked about VHS. Yeah. Like it's obnoxious right now. So noticed a cookie monster jar next to it for $3. Asked if they were willing to throw in the cookie jar if he bought all the Blu-ray. So they agreed. He paid $20 for everything. He looked up comps and also saw a chip. Oof. Still listed it and noted the chip and sold on eBay for $110. Wow. So that was just like a throw in. Like, I want to get these Blu-rays. There's money in this. We throw this in. And that's the worst when you get home and you see the chip and you're like, man, I thought this could sell for something. And and still you were able to get it. Man, that's awesome. I just, again, that is, that's one way to negotiate, right? Just to, Hey, can you just throw that in? It's funny. Cause you can actually get away with doing that. Like after you make the purchase, like, can I just throw this in after? And sometimes they'll do it. Yeah. I mean the guy that, so this is airing. My wife's already driven it home, but right now my wife is driving home a trailer that we bought from a friend of ours who I've talked about on the podcast who resells. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's really like, he resells a lot better than I do in the sense of, I mean, he knows his niche, but he just, he's not afraid to like throw down big amounts of money, right? He'll see like somebody selling some stuff and he'll say like, okay, I'll buy all this stuff. Do you have more stuff? And he'll say, okay, I'll, I'll buy all of it. Kind of like what you'll do. But I mean, he, he'll drop like five to $15,000 on yeah. sales all the time. And he bought this trailer. It wasn't even part of the guy. The guy drove to him to show him the stuff that he had to sell. And he goes, I'll buy it all and the trailer. And the guy's like, the trailer's not for sale. And he's like, well, I'll give you X amount of money. And, and he's like, I literally have, it's like cash in hand. And so the nice. guy's like, how did you talk me into selling this trailer when it wasn't even for sale? And so, yeah, I mean, money talks. So when you're, if you, you can throw things in and if you're saying, so if you were to just pick out a few of the DVDs, few of those Blu-rays, and that's why I bring this up. If you'd have picked out half of them, the ones you thought were worth money and said, I'll buy these. Oh, and then what about this cookie jar? It's not as powerful as saying, all right, I'm just going to buy all of these. Yeah. Blu-ray. Sometimes you got to buy junk to get the deal. Yep. yep. So I, I agree. Good. That's a good strategy. I, I would say my best bulk buys have been like, yeah, I know I'm going to get some junk, but there's value in all of it, you know? So, all right. So this next one, uh, thank you so much, Greg. Uh, this comes from uh, Dayton, IG handle uh, Dayton CJ. Okay. Dayton with an E. All right. And uh, was sourcing at a thrift store 
and came across a vintage chiffon dress. I don't even know what those look like. You know, I, I really wish there's so much money in women's clothing, but there also is a lot of a lot to sort through. Like I tried it for a while, but, uh, you know, I think I think she gained some of the um, gained some of the experience from. Did I see? <laughs> uh, gained some of the experience from their mother also doing estate sales. Mm. Right. And so uh, ended up, you know, recognized it. But I, you know, I'd asked, I said, what is the brand? Because I'm like, you know, how do you know? Like, how do you know one chiffon dress from another chiffon dress? And, uh, you know, replied and said, uh, they found it. It was actually a dress that was hanging underneath a woman's button up nightshirt. Hmm. So that you, that's some skills right there. Okay. Um, only noticed it because of the lace trim on the bottom and how the material was sticking out way further than the shirt. It had definitely been looked over. I'm like, there's no way I would have noticed mm-hmm. it. So when it runs in the family, that's a, that's a good thing. Right. And so, uh, I asked for the brand. And so they paid a dollar for this chiffon dress, $1, $1. So the tag, it, it looks vintage. It's in time, California. Which I've never heard. So I don't know if that's a bolo or maybe it's just somebody. But remember, in the vintage world, it doesn't always have to be a brand. Did I it? mean, you know it's vintage because the size is all. Yeah. Size. That is all. That is true. Like every, maybe everybody's the same size. Like, you know, everyone. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so I had it listed on eBay. And uh, remember, a dollar. Paid a dollar. And it sold for 275 dollars free ship that's crazy it's good that's nice work they're dating i i just i i'm just like again this is the modern day treasure hunt you yeah. just never know yep so all right hey thanks everyone that shared the hustle of the week ryan rack resellers on instagram greg a purig 27 on instagram dayton with an e uh dayton cj on instagram appreciate it all right hopefully ours can live up to that standard yeah. or at least close no. all right what do you what do you got mike uh, so mine's an interesting one because I bought, this was probably five years ago. Now. No, it would have been four because it was my, my son, my son was just born. And so like, it's my first Father's Day birthday gift. So my birthday is right around Father's Day. I got an action camera and I got like a gimbal for it. And the action camera wasn't bad. It was like the top of the line at the time, GoPro was going for like 300 or $400. Mm-hmm. And this action camera was only like 150 but I had like good reviews. I had some good things that it so could do. So when you using your YouTube sometimes? No, no, no. Well, no, I've never used that okay, one. Okay. I got a new one. I got I have, the one I have now is fantastic. Osmo. Okay, okay. In fact, the new Osmo, the um, the it's DJI is the company that makes it. The new one is like a small little block, and they're calling it like a GoPro killer. It's like in huh. it's, it's by far the best action camera there is. Okay. But anyways, uh, so this was called a Yi 4K, and it was like. Because if you go on to Amazon and you just type in like 4K action cameras, you get a lot of them that are between 30 to $60. There's like okay. a ton of like cheap junky ones, but this one was like 150 And it, I mean, the reviews on it, it was really good. It had a lot of people. I was watching videos that people made. So I got this thing and I used it and I, I liked it, but it just, it, it wasn't for me. Like I, it, the, okay. I had to have the gimbal for it to like be really smooth. And I didn't use it as much as I thought I would. And it's like four years later and I'm like, okay, I'm, I needed one to do for my garage sale video. So I bought one that is better. It's it's a much nicer camera. And so I'm like, what am I going to do with this old one? Every time I clear out my like camera closet, I, I see this thing and it's just kind of in a box. So I'm like, what am I going to do with this thing? I was like, maybe I'll give it to my son. Like this would be something I could give to my son. Mm-hmm. He could just play with it. Who cares? And that it, so I looked it up and I saw they were selling for like over a hundred dollars on eBay used. <laughs> I'm like, holy smokes. Like I've definitely got, now. I definitely got more than fifty dollars use out of it. So I bought my son like a twenty dollar like kids camera, and then I was like, I'm gonna list this thing, and I hadn't listed it, hadn't listed it. Finally, I'm like, you know what? I was organizing my room, and I saw it again. I'm like, I'm just gonna list it right now. So I threw it on the kitchen table, took some pictures of it, and it sold within like twenty four hours for over a hundred bucks. Nice. And I'm like, man, that was just sitting there, and just to think that like that something that I paid one hundred fifty dollars for. And, and that was with a ton of accessories and extra batteries and all this stuff. I was able to get more than $50 use out of it because I've used it for like the last four years, vacations and things like that. And I was able to sell it for a hundred dollars. So it just goes to show sometimes a lot of electronics really go down in value. Like I have an old Amazon Kindle fire and it's just worthless now. It's like five, 10 bucks. I could probably mm-hmm. resell it for, and you know, probably paid 120, 150 when it first came out. And 
some really go down and some for whatever reason they have a cult following this e 4k is like a it's like a well-known camera and it sells so you can be on the lookout for these types of action cameras a lot of them are junk but a lot of the the cheaper in non gopro or non dji osmos are, are not good but if you see a yi uh why it's just yi that's the brand uh they sell pretty good so you can look up comps on those so it's a hustle of the week because i took something that's just been sitting there and i would have eventually it's going to lose value to it's pointless and it's they just going to be a kid's toy or i can list it and recoup a lot of my cost all right so I gotta tell you, I love it when that happens, though. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've I've had some stuff that I'm like, I don't use this anymore, or you know, let me list it, or I get something that's updated, and then it's like, wow, it's actually worth more than yeah. than what I paid for it. Yeah. So, all right, so my hustle of the week goes back four years. Uh, if if you guys had caught our podcast in the early days, and some of you are the real ones from day one, uh, you know, I had a massive uh, Toys R Us haul, and that was because Toys R Us was liquidating and. This was right when I started going full time. Uh, you know, it, just, it was crazy how it aligned at the same time that I was doing things. And so I've talked about the Play Mobile Hall a lot, right? I mean, I, I don't know how many times I talked about it, but I didn't talk about the leapfrog portion of my hall. Mm. So at that point in time, uh, you know, they're clearancing everything. And I went to one store. And they they had I forget what they called oh it was augmented so augmented goods were items that were not from Toys R Us that they had bought out from another like so Liquidator bought out from another store and they just weren't able to sell it and so they brought up all those items and they put them on the shelves of Toys R Us so they had you know liquid liquidated FAO Schwartz and from FAO Schwartz they had all this Leapster Leapfrog stuff a ton of it and I went to the store and I said hey listen you know. I know everything's 50% off, but some of this stuff doesn't have prices. What are you thinking? And I remember at that time, the lady said, grab the cheapest leap, leapster thing you can find and we'll give you 50% off of it. So I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm like, I want to sign it for a dollar. Like, you know, well, unfortunately, the cheapest thing, because remember, they also, they're trying to make some profit. So they raise the prices and everything. So the cheapest thing I found was like some leapster thing for $12. And so I brought it up and I said, all right, so it's, Everything from this point forward, six dollars is like, yep. So I purchased, I don't know, three to five hundred like leapster items. Okay. Uh now here's the thing. The catch with it is that some of those items were already like old. And what I mean by this is one of them was like a leapster palm pilot. Right. And in 20, what is that, 2018, 2017, whatever, when I when it closed out. Like who's using Palm Pilots anymore, right? Right, like you know, all the kids want like the Leapster iPhone, yep. right? Or like an iPad looking one, like iPad looking one, right? But I decided to keep all the Leapster stuff, so I bought a ton of fridge magnets, like a ton. I have probably like I don't know fifty to hundred like refrigerator magnets, and over the last that few are, years, are Leapfrog, yeah, they're Leapfrog. And you paid yeah. six dollars for those, yeah. Ooh, refrigerator magnets, yeah, and they sell, yeah. Like huh. for 30, 30 to 40 bucks a piece. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. Why? What's up? I mean, I you probably I bought one like at the store for like 20, right? No, I, oh. I, I have got no, I had no idea that a refrigerator magnet would sell for that much. Yeah. Well, they're, they're okay. They're not just like a magnet. It's like, it's an ABC one. Oh, I so see you put the letter it's like A, B and it God. sings along and stuff. So yeah, it's not just like, I thought it was magnet. like a branded, like no, yeah. no, no, no. no, but I'm glad. So I can clarify to everybody listening. No, no, no. It's like the musical one. Like one was. Um, you know, like, uh, it had different kinds of transportation. So if you put it, it's an airplane. Another one was, uh, you know, the alphabet. Another one was like numbers and, and stuff like that. So one was like, you, people could put their pictures and they could really record a message. So grandma could like record it and then send it out. So, so I, I bought all these and I instantly made my, you know, profit on it within a few weeks. It didn't take much because I paid $6 a piece on each of these. And so what ended up happening is I kept these and through the move, I actually was considering like, all right, should I just bulk sell all these? Should I just get rid of them? And what ended up happening is I was like, no, like, you know, people are going to eventually look for this stuff. And so this Q4, I've been selling these, hmm. right? I've, I've sold some, you know, on Amazon, uh, on eBay, not so much, but I just recently sold one of the Palm Pilot ones. Nice. I sold one of the handheld devices. Here's the thing. 
not everybody is a fan of iPad like toys. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, you're giving, uh, you know, almost a thousand dollar devices to someone and it might break. Right. And so, you know, these remember the old school leapsters? Do you remember those? Yep. Right. Remember they don't sell. Game console yeah. They used to sell pretty good for recently. If you found them used, they don't sell well at all anymore. No. But I do have some systems that are self-contained and you can still buy the games for them and, and they're new. And so they're selling because they're new, but they're not selling for a ton. They're selling for like 50 bucks a piece, but I only paid $6. That's right. Crazy. And and they're not costing me much. And so, yeah, I just have all this whole bunch of inventory that is just selling that I've already profited on years ago. And so uh, that's my hustle of the week. I get it. So there you have it. All right. Now, uh, before we move on to, uh, you know, this whole idea of, okay, it's Q4, it's ended. And so what should we look forward to? Now, hopefully one of our sponsors, uh, you're, a- you're able to enjoy a skull shaver. But if you haven't yet... You can look forward to uh, getting the cleanest dome you've ever had by using a skull shaver. A uh, skull shaver is a great product. It's one, of the, it's one of the products you can go buy a cheap shaver, electric razor shaver thing at Walmart for 30, 40 bucks. And you are going to replace it in a few weeks and it's going to give you nicks and it's not going to work very well. And you're going to have patchy scalp. It's going to be terrible. Or which has happened to me before yeah. when I didn't use a school shaver. Yeah. Or you can pay up a little bit and get yourself something that I mean, we're going on well over a year now of using the exact same school shaver. I use it every single day. And the thing is a beast. It just keeps going. It cuts like crazy and it's super convenient. So you can look forward to an easy routine of keeping your head nice and shaved. Uh, and use our promo code. Use our promo code PURE and you'll get a nice little discount. Let's us know. Let's them know that we sent you. There you go. So scotiaver.com, promo code PURE. All right. So part of this transition of Q4, right, is you, you have to look forward now, right? We talked about reflecting. We talked about organizing. And it's understanding, right, that you want to start off strong. Now, we kind of talked about this a little bit. We talked about, you know, using certain programs, keeping receipts and all. But you want to do this January 1st. I can't tell you for myself, I'm in trouble because I, there's, you know, a couple months that I got lazy mm-hmm. and then I didn't take care of stuff. And, you know, luckily taxes, you know, you don't have to submit stuff till April. So I do spend a lot of time, usually around February, trying to get everything sorted out. Yeah. And that just goes to show that being lazy in the moment, doesn't actually save you any time Mm -hmm. because you're going to end up spending that time January, February, getting stuff ready for taxes. Whereas you could be December 31st, your tax stuff's already all ready to go. And you don't have to, because now you almost have to do double next year, right? Like next Mm -hmm. year, you've got to get ready to file for 2021. And then you also have to make sure you're doing everything right. So you can file for 2022. Yeah. So, you know, you want to, you want to start off on the right foot and you might be in a place like Orlando is saying, where you, you're kind of, you're paying for it this year. You're you're trying to deal with last year's taxes and you're trying to keep up to date with this year's taxes. Uh, but if you start it this year right, the next year, when it comes time to tax season, you've got everything already done. It's You don't have to spend any time and you're actually going to be able to breathe come 2023. No, agreed, agreed. And so start off strong January 1st. I mean, this podcast is dropping, I think, I think we're dropping this December 15th, right? Or whatever, right? It's the week before. Uh, Christmas. And so you have some time to kind of lay out like, okay, January 1st, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to make sure I have a mileage tracker. I'm going to make sure I'm tracking. I'm going to make sure that I have a box for receipts. I'm going to make sure that, you know, I'm not too heavy on, on spreadsheets, but if you, if spreadsheets is something you want to use, then January one, right. And, you know, we use that uh, book, uh, Atomic Habits, Right. And about like, you know, it takes a certain amount of time to develop habits, but you should work habits into your everyday routine. Like, hey, before I eat lunch, I'm going to do this. And maybe you want to do that with, uh, by the way, I strongly recommend reading Atomic Habits. It's been one of the most impactful books I've ever read. I think it's great. Maybe some people will say it's a gimmick, but it was a gimmick that worked for me. Uh, but, you know, work it into something. Hey, for my reselling, I am not in, you know, before I turn on uh, Netflix and start listing, I'm going to make sure that I update my spreadsheet or I'm going to make sure that I, you know, go on GoDaddy bookkeeping and and see what's going on. And and it'll definitely help you uh, for the new year. Now, January is a big month for sourcing. Mm. Have you done a lot of sourcing in January before? Yeah. I mean, sometimes you're getting because a lot of times it's stores are clearancing things out. We talk in the past about like Christmas clearance as far as Christmas items. 
but even stores and I don't know what it's going to be like this year because of, you know, inventory shortages and shipping, but we've got to realize that a lot of stores are getting stuff months after they were supposed mm. to have gotten them. And so if the shipping supply starts to loosen up and, and things are starting to arrive closer to times, so you got to figure there's going to be a backlog of things. Stores are going to have more inventory coming because they ordered a bunch for Christmas, maybe didn't come in. All of a sudden it starts showing up January and February and they're getting their January shipments coming in yeah. also. They're going to have a lot of stuff. They're going to want to move things quickly. And so, yeah, it, it's going to definitely be a good time for, for sourcing. And people are... If you just, I mean, I know we do this every year. It's like Christmas time. We've got to clear out old toys to make room for new mm -hmm. toys, right? So it's a good time for yard sales. I, I notice, you know, people, if you're in a cold climate, you're probably not having yard sales, but things like offer up, you're, you're going to be able to do a lot better on because people are trying to get rid of stuff because, hey, we got a new iPad. Let's get rid of this old one or whatever it is. And so that might be the time to snag up a lot of good deals. So make sure that, you know, you have capital, right? Make sure that, you know, that I would say, it's definitely a good time to reinvest in your business by sourcing a lot of goods. I source all kinds of uh, clearance. Now, you got to be careful with clearance. But to me, January is a good time for clearance. And so there are some people that source toys and they hold them until the next U4. That's up to you, right? I, there's a lot of profit to be made if you do that, if you do play right. But it's also risky. But there, there are a lot of items that I do retail arbitrage that I buy and I just hold for six months and then they start selling and they make a lot of money on it. So definitely consider January and about sourcing, you know, and you can still have sales, right? But like Mike said, uh, stores are trying to offload things. People are trying to offload stuff. It's a great month for sourcing. Yeah. And then you also want to consider January is a good time to, like we talked about, kind of decide what you want to do for the year. Do you need to shift something? Maybe, maybe when you do your reflection, you say, Hey, these things worked really well. These things didn't work really well. And you're, you got to be paying attention to a lot of things, right? Maybe you're not political. Maybe you don't like to follow things like the stock market and what's happening with, you know, health things and all that stuff. But the closer you follow that stuff, you can start to realize, okay, what are the trends? What, what's the way our economy is going? How are people shifting the way they're buying? What, what industries are people have more money available to them? What about, you know, tax returns? All those things you got to kind of consider as you start to look at how do I need to shift my business? This might have worked in 2020 because it was that time everything was mm -hmm. going on, but maybe it doesn't work now. Maybe the things that worked in 2019 didn't work in 2020, but maybe those things are going to start coming in to play again in 2022. Or maybe we need to, you've got to really figure out what you're going to do in the coming year. And so this is a good time to kind of say, how do I need to shift to make sure that I make the most money possible? And just because it worked last year doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work this year. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, whether it's sourcing, whether it's, you know, your listing, uh, it's a great time because every, everybody's trying to start new. So why not you, why not in your business go, Hey, you know, this last year, I probably could have made more profit if I sourced these kind of items, or maybe I want to try something new, or maybe it's, I need an employee, or it's time for me to not just do Amazon. Maybe I need to dabble into eBay or vice versa. Right. These are this is a great time right now as you're transitioning out of Q4 to think about those things so you can start off uh, 2022 or whatever year you're listening to this the next year on a strong foot. Yeah. And with that being said, uh, make sure to be real, be relevant and be reselling. Peace. Peace.